Throw away your list of resolutions. Yes, you heard that correctly. No more resolutions for 2024. We're doing this instead. But first. The Permission Playbook Podcast is a place for us to grant ourselves permission to live the life of our dreams. Through our conversations, we refocus on our desires by identifying what's holding us back and rewriting the narrative to one that has us winning and living authentically each and every time. Join me, your host, Dr. Stephanie Hack, as we get to work, starting now. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Permission Playbook Podcast. Mm, it feels so good to be saying that to you. If you're joining me from the Lady Parts Doctor, welcome. And if you're joining me for the first time here at the Permission Playbook, welcome. I'm Dr. Stephanie Hack, board certified physician and permission coach for professional women who have granted permission for everyone in their lives to be happy except for themselves, from major decisions to even the most insignificant ones. You're seldom prioritizing your needs. Now, if that's not you, well done. I still have something for you. The motivational content you hear today can be applied to all areas of your life. So what makes me qualified to be a permission coach and have these transformative, and I do mean transformative, conversations with you? I'm going to share a story. And if you've already seen my TEDx talk, The Power of Granting Yourself Permission, which you can find on the Lady Parts Doctor and Permission Playbook website, or by Googling Stephanie Hack and The Power of Granting Yourself Permission, if you've already seen that talk, feel free to skip ahead because you already know my qualifications. But if you haven't, keep listening while I tell you all about the transformation I experienced when I began to grant myself permission in my life. Three years ago, and actually we need to go a little, a little further back, 24 years ago, I was a bright-eyed teenager with the whole world in front of her, who despite having hopes and dreams, felt her mission was one thing, to do what was expected of her. And you know, that was nobody's fault but my own, it was just the way I was programmed. And because I excelled academically in school and had a passion for helping others, this could only mean one thing, becoming a doctor. Now. No one explicitly told me that this was the path I needed to take. I didn't have any physicians in the family. None of our family friends were physicians. However, my dutiful 17-year-old self, through her 17 years of experience on this beautiful planet, felt that the logical career path was to become a physician. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with this career path. It has served me quite well. It's an amazing, incredibly necessary one, and it leads to fulfilling and enjoyable profession for many. The only issue with this career path for me was that it wasn't what I actually wanted. I wanted to be in entertainment. I wanted to host a show where women could talk about their health concerns, life issues, and anything else under the sun. But alas, I couldn't figure out how to make that happen. Yes, how. And one thing that you will find about this podcast is we will talk about the how and how the how and needing to know the how prevents us from granting ourselves permission in a lot of areas in our lives. But back to what I was saying, I couldn't figure out how to make that happen. And I wasn't sure of the stability of that career path. So I didn't allow myself to pursue that path. Instead, I entered what I call my phase of disallowance, where denying myself was good and it was the preferred route. Every now and then the urge to run away and risk it all would emerge. And I would just casually and quietly stuff it down and go about my business. And this worked for 
Mm, a pretty long time until the horror of 2020 began to unfold. And as I began to make more and more sacrifices for work, for my career, for my profession, as I watched others make the ultimate sacrifice, the urge to make a change began bubbling up inside of me. And it fiercely bubbled to the top, spilling out into my life and seeping into all of my interactions. It was not good. <laughs> and I had to make a change. And in 2021, I did. I granted myself permission to put medicine on hold and to explore something new, to do what I wanted for a change without the concern of appearances. And you know, many thought I was losing my mind when I was in fact finding it. I remember a colleague of mine when I had signed out, I was finishing in a shift of labor and delivery overnight. And so I was signing out the patients to one of the physicians coming on to replace me during the day. And I remember her just searching as she looked into my eyes, asking me like, why are you leaving? I'm just, I remember her eyes just searching mine to see if there was a nugget of just something that it could explain why I was willing to leave this all behind. And that's the thing about it. Sometimes there are things on your heart to do and no one will understand it, but you, because it wasn't put there for anybody else, but you. And four years later, or actually three years later, here I am at peace with my decision, more enlightened than before and enjoying significantly more of this literal once in a lifetime experience than I have ever enjoyed in my life. And that's what brings me here to this moment, having this conversation with you. After others witnessed my transformation, I found myself coaching them through their need to grant themselves permission. And as someone would watch my talk and watch my talk, they would come back and I would hear them say the same thing. It resonated with them. And they would say, I really need to do a better job of that. I really need to do better at granting myself permission in my life. And that's how I know that there are so many ways you are not granting yourself permission in your life. These conversations are meant to help bring awareness to those areas and help you grant yourself permission if you choose to. It's a choice and this is an ongoing journey. I perform regular assessments of my own life and this journey is one that's better shared. So let's journey together. We're going to begin by talking about resolutions. Have you made your list of resolutions for 2024? It's the same list you make every year, plus or minus a few minor things. How did I know? Because I know you. I know you well enough to know that the first three things are always the same and you either start and maintain them only for the first couple of months of the year or you never get to them at all. However, this just changed. Why? Because you're here. You are tuning into this episode Congratulations on taking a step to put you in charge, to make you the priority to grant yourself permission. This is the very first episode of the Permission Playbook podcast, a podcast that helps you identify and break through those self-imposed barriers in your life. I say self-imposed because there's no one putting them there except for you, and therefore you are the one with the power to remove them and sail off into the sunset, living the life of your dreams, unrestricted, authentic, and empowered. Instead of creating resolutions this year, we're setting intentions, and here's why. 
Intentions and resolutions have different purposes. Resolutions are firm decisions to do or not to do something. Resolutions are often specific, measurable, and time-bound. They tend to focus on outcomes or end goals. A classic example is, I will lose 10 pounds by April. Intentions are more about the journey than the destination. They are guiding principles on how you want to live, feel, or be on a day-to-day basis. Intentions are usually more flexible and encompass a mindset or attitude rather than a specific outcome. An example could be, I intend to be more mindful of my health and well-being. In my opinion, intentions are significantly better and have more of a positive impact than resolutions. Why are resolutions more effective? Or excuse me, why are intentions more effective than resolutions? Flexibility and adaptability. So intentions are inherently more adaptable to life's changes and uncertainties. Unlike resolutions, which are often rigid and can lead to feelings of failure if not met, intentions allow for a more fluid approach. This flexibility encourages continuous progress rather than a binary success or failure outcome. There's lots of gray space in between. The focus on the process and not just the outcome. Intentions emphasize the journey rather than just the destination. This approach aligns better with personal growth and self-awareness, fostering a deeper understanding of oneself and one's motivations. For instance, instead of fixating on losing weight, which is a very, very common resolution, an intention to cultivate healthier habits encourages a broader, more holistic approach to well-being. And then, Intentions promote a positive mindset. They often stem from a place of self-compassion and positivity, whereas resolutions might originate from self-criticism or societal pressures. Setting intentions encourages individuals to operate from a place of self-love and acceptance. And we're all about self-love and acceptance. It encourages focus on positive changes and growth, and this is all more mentally and emotionally sustainable. So are you on board? Are you on board now? I think that you are. Now let's set some intentions together. Grab a pen and paper and sit somewhere where you have about 10 minutes of quiet time to really think them through. If you're driving, which you probably are because we are so good at multitasking, I want you to pause and come back. Don't forget to come back. You are leaving here with something. In the words of Denzel, you're leaving here with something. And that something is life-changing intentions that are going to set you up for an awesome 2024. For this activity, we're using neuroscience-backed methods, external storage, and encoding. Writing our intentions down allows us to store them outside of us in a place that's easy to access and review when needed. This way, we can refer to them whenever needed, and so our busy brains won't forget the specifics. Encoding is the process where we perceive something, which is then sent to our brain's hippocampus to be analyzed, and then it is stored in either our short-term or long-term memory or discarded. Writing helps the process of encoding, and therefore it's going to help us just to remember whatever these intentions are a little better. So take that piece of paper that you have and fold it into three equal pieces. You're going to label each piece one, two, and three. And if you want, and you know you're a little extra, or you know that you're going to have some more that you want to talk about, just flip it over to the back and label the back four, five, and six. Now I want you to think about your core values. What truly matters to you? Is it your health, your family, creativity, career growth, spirituality, friendship, or the outdoors? What is it? 
Understanding these values helps in aligning your intentions with what genuinely resonates with you. Now that you have each of your core values, you're going to write one on each section of the paper. Now, you are not ranking them. You are not putting them in order of which one means more to you than another. You can if you want, but you don't have to do that. There is no right or wrong way to do this. Well, actually, there's only a right way to do this. You can't get it wrong. So just give yourself the space to just not worry about it. Just write it down on the front and back of the paper. Now, I'm going to go with, for my core values, family, career, health and spirituality. That's what I'm going to go with. So I'm just doing four. Maybe you have six, maybe you have two. Now we're going to spend a little time reflecting on each of these values and envision what each of these would be like in a perfect world. What would they look like? What would they feel like? What would a loving family feel like? What would good health look like? Really take the time to answer these questions as you focus on each value. And now create intentions that directly connect to those values. For example, if creativity is a core value, an intention could be, I intend to dedicate time each week to explore my creative interests. That could be dedicated time writing, reading, visiting a museum, or attending a musical performance. The possibilities are limitless. And if your intention is fostering a deeper connection with loved ones. That could include a phone call with a family member, scheduling time to meet up with a friend, or writing a note of appreciation. Again, the opportunities are limitless. Do you have your list? Do you have your list? Do you need a moment? Okay, take a moment. All right, do you have your list? <laughs> now, share them with me. If you want, email me at info at permission-playbook.com for a chance to be featured on the next episode. Until then, remember, you are the only one with the power to grant yourself permission. Grant yourself permission to have an amazing, intentional 2024. Until next time.